Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And I'm talking about these topics from Toronto, Canada. And today I'm here to talk about Equibit. So, Equibit is tokenizing securities, basically making it possible for traditional securities to become tokenized so they can become, you know, blockchain secure basically taking it to the next step the next you know uh the legacy system has become obsolete technology has advanced and companies need to be able to on-ramp into the new industry to go from traditional securities to tokenized securities in an easy platform with um with a process similar, right, to the traditional way, but less complex, less middlemen, it's more cost effective, it saves these companies time, and if you're already a traditional trading security, they can help you become a tokenized security. So if you're already trading and you wanted to, you know, become the next step, you can go to Equibit and they will help. Now, yes, they are in testnet phases. They are in testnet phases right now. And yes, they have found bugs. That is a good thing. As anybody knows, if you don't find bugs, you cannot advance, you cannot grow, you can't, can't evolve. And that's why we see testnets testing and being tested. So I think it's a great thing to see something like Equibits running a testnet, seeing the developers work out all the bugs that they find, and then eventually when the mainnet launches, <laughs> they already have things lined up. I mean, they're working with IBM. I mean, that's huge. So, I mean, they got things like Hyperledger and stuff like that, but IBM is also diversifying. And I think that we're gonna see a lot more diversification when it comes to these uh, traditional securities. Like, that's what we're gonna see. And we're gonna see them using platforms like Equibits. Otherwise, I mean, how are we gonna know that you're getting a legitimate you know, security token that's actually backed by something, right? The Eiffel Tower was sold multiple times, you know, uh, illegitimately with fake documentation. So this is gonna be able to you know, prove that, hey, I have this here token and it is backed by a security. I'm in the Equibits headquarters now. <laughs> so, let's check it out. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm here with Christian from Equibit and we're going to be talking about tokenizing securities. So, could you just give us the quick elevator pitch? What is Equibit? Equibit is an open source protocol, just like Bitcoin, and its specialization is securities. So Bitcoin does money or cryptocurrency. Equibit is a cryptocurrency, but you can turn it into a crypto security. And that's the additional feature that we've added. We forked Bitcoin to create Equibit, and uh, the crypto security is the feature that Equibit provides. So I wanted to dig into the forking aspect that you just brought up. Yes. So why fork Bitcoin and not use Bitcoin's blockchain itself? And I believe you just went with uh, Shop 3, yes. like the uh, Max Coin from Max Kaiser. And didn't, yeah, go, Max Coin guy. <laughs> didn't go with the uh, Shop 256. Correct. So, what is the benefits of forking Bitcoin rather than using it? Perfect. And why Shop 3? Yeah. Uh, Shop 3, why Shop 3 is almost the answer to the first question. Right. right. So, Bitcoin, obviously, lots of respect. We, we, we try to time our releases with you know, memorable dates in the Bitcoin world and all that. So, um, but for us, uh, Bitcoin is a uh, is the number one most successful blockchain out there. Uh, in the capital markets, which Equibit is really tailored towards, right? We are trying to bring uh, modern day capital markets on the blockchain, essentially. And while Bitcoin is the original blockchain, uh, for for the purposes that we intend Equibit. We need a dedicated protocol, a protocol that does one thing, one thing right. well, one thing securely, one thing simply. So the simplicity and the security of a blockchain that would 
you know, uh, with, with, with our future success, the blockchain that can hold the assets, right, the records of who owns what in our world um, is, is tremendously important. Uh, so that's also the same reason why we didn't go the Ethereum route, right. which, which would have been also you know, a, a good choice uh, to go and, and build an ERC-20 kind, kind of token. We have many competitors that do that. Um, but we decided not to... Do, well, exactly, right? We, we decided, no, for, capital markets needs its own network. Yep. It's a network that is uh, composed of people who want to issue or trade securities. Well, that's something the legacy institution would want. They would oh, want to make yes. sure that it, it's its own system for yep. one specific use case. And what you're doing is no different than what the legacy system had to do. You know, title uh, securities weren't always um, pieces of paper, you know. Uh, it was maybe sketched on a piece of wood with notches in it that yep. lined up to the right notches. And, you know, and then we come into the next thing and they're like, hey, we can give you this piece of paper with this seal on it. And hey, this seal That's means secure. we are going to secure it. Yeah. And you know, the, the paper won't be copied and nobody will buy the Eiffel Tower twice on you. And then yeah. now you're going to the next stage. What is your pitch to a business that is a security to try to make them understand the importance of becoming tokenized? Because they, when they look at it, they may see it more as a risk than a benefit. Yeah, and I mean, it, 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 it's part of the whole education process that needs to happen society-wide almost, you know, around, uh, around blockchain, around peer-to-peer -peer networks, around decentralization. We have coordinated uh, humanity, we, big we, <laughs> uh, you know, the biggest we I can think of, right? Uh, our species has coordinated its, its activities since the dawn of time uh, through... I guess I guess the best word would probably be social scalability, right? What Nick Zabo calls social scalability is our ability to reach out to people around us, right? So initially in caves it was writing on the wall, right? You know, here's a little note for, for you to remember. And as we became more sophisticated, marketplaces became popular, right? So now we can all go to the center of town and buy and trade on Sunday. And, and instead of having to meet, go to five different shops, I go to the market and there's all, you know, everything I need. Well, as, as humanity evolves and, and better technology come around, we find better ways to extend our, our reach, our peaceful reach, right? This is not about... Um, about forcing anyone, it's, it's everyone wanting to collaborate, you know, we come with good intentions to a marketplace to exchange and trade, and, and these good intentions are not obvious in our world, right? You know, you walk down the street in Toronto and not everybody's got good intentions. Uh, so blockchain, and, and, and now I'm going to really repeat an example, right, the, 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 the magic or part of the magic behind blockchain is that it increases what they call social scalability. So now we're able to connect with more people in a structured way, right? That's what that's what the blockchain is. You know, the, it's so ironic that this decentralized technology is bringing people closer together, and the the decentralized systems take it and make people divide it. You know, it puts hoops and, and borders in front yep. of all these entry points. So when we're talking about, you know, these securities that once they are tokenized, how will we know, you know, that these security tokens are actually backed by something? Because that's what it really comes down to. I have a piece of paper. It yep. says that it's backed by something. How do we know that the token that I have in my wallet is backed by something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't answer your first question there. I got lost in my, uh, in my thoughts. But yes, specifically the answer to what you're asking there is that, I mean, a promise is a promise. Right? Right. I can make a promise to you here. There's a video of it, and, and you can take that video to a third party, an arbitration agent of some sort, and say, hey, look, Christian promised me this. And I right. See, even with the right? stock exchange, I put an order by a stock, how do I know I got it? Correct. Because I have to trust them. Correct. And they're a uh, monitor, they're insured, they're, you know, they have... Uh, they have government oversight or some sort, something yep. monitoring them. So we can trust that if I buy this security from this source, it is backed by something. Or there are repercussions. Well, there are repercussions and there's rules. And, the, and, and so that's how, we, that's how we minimize our need to trust one another right. in the past. right? So centralization was not necessarily bad. It was the best technology we had. You know, even mm -hmm. just 20 years ago, right? Yeah. You have to have a place where if 
I bail out on my promise to you, you have some sort of recourse. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise now we need more trust, right? Because then next time some dude comes up to you and makes a promise, you'll be like, yeah, it didn't work that so well that time, last time. Let me get to know you better, right? That takes time, it's expensive. So on the blockchain, we can encode that, right? Here's the rule. It's an open source contract that everybody can read. We agree, exactly. I agree, I agree, let's sign it. And whether it's a video or a piece of paper with a fancy stamp or a blockchain transaction with signatures that are actually way more secure than, than a video or a stamp on exactly. a piece of paper, uh, suddenly now we have the new technology of blockchain or decentralization, which when used properly allows us to have greater reach in our social circles, right? Now, we, we don't need to learn to trust one another so much we can have a smart contract that's open source. You can read it. I can read it. Anybody can read it. We agree. Sign it. You sign it. And now the whole world is our witness, exactly. right? So that's, that's I mean, that, that, orders of magnitude more, uh, more, more, more efficient, more, more everything. I think than than our old centralized systems. And it's not that the centralization was bad. The centralization, like a market in downtown. Uh, village somewhere that's centralized uh, and it's been proven to be manipulable though but, but that's the problem exactly that's a problem with centralization, centralization exactly it gave it. us better scalability for a while but then the the guys who don't necessarily have good intentions they saw that and they said yeah that scalability relies on a center of power here mm-hmm. right where you go arbitrate when i don't deliver exactly. my promise right so the bad guys went in and they took what would otherwise probably have been good uh, institutions, right, to help with trade and, and social scalability, but they went to where the power was and they took the power and now it's these institutions that might have had good intentions and good, even good doings. I mean, you know, we can't, we're living in a very comfortable society, right? This doesn't just happen on its own. Right. So these institutions have delivered, you know, tremendous material wealth but we have come to a stage where, yeah, these global, extremely powerful institutions that are so much bigger than, than you and me, we're just, you know, little guys, right, little individuals against these Goliaths that, that don't always now have our best interest in, in mind. Well, that's because it's not profitable for them to have your best interest. They have yep. to keep their best interest in mind, which is profits. So that's the agent problem, right? That's the agency <laughs> problem. You hire yeah. an agent to represent you. Well, the more agent, there's always a middleman yeah. somewhere. That, yeah. And then at, at the end result, it's the, the bottom line is 10 times more expensive than it should have been. But because of all these unnecessary middlemen in the process, I mean, like you said, we can replace this with the blockchain. You know, the yeah. middleman could be a, a protocol that all the middlemen could be a protocol. That's one fee. Yep. Done. So Equibit, we do, you know, we do that, right? That's exactly what we do. So in the in the securities or capital market, there's a lot of companies that manage uh, the paper. What <laughs> about the guy that's stamping? What about that guy, though? Yeah. All those guys. All those guys. All those what guys. about them? Are we going to be able to get them a job at Equibit? I mean, we're talking about you know putting an entire industry um, out of out of uh, out of commission because it's it's obsolete, right? Like. No one feels bad for the guy that used to sell hay to the right. horses right. and everyone drove a horse. Right. Most people don't even feel too bad for the cashiers that are losing their job to the automated machines. Yeah. Technology forces evolution and Correct. people need to get ahead of that. How can we get the stampers and all the, the paper signers that are in the middlemen? How do we get them ahead of the curve? Is there anywhere for them in the future? Learn crypto. Exactly. <laughs> Learn crypto. Listen to this yes. guy. Download a wallet. This happened right now. Go to Jimmy's songs. Blockchain school. I mean, yes, it is. It is. That's what's going on right now, right? Right now, since Bitcoin and, and Dash now and Zen and all the great projects going on, uh, now we know we have better stores of value, right? Better ways or better places to put our savings, and and. and well, they're, they're not the traditional places and the more centralized places that used to have our savings last year. And now we're selling our dollars and buying some crypto blockchain assets and whatnot. Uh, these guys are not you know, too keen on that, obviously, as we all know. But, uh, but it's inevitable, right? It is the future. It's just a better money. And unlike 
uh, unlike you know a lot of economists, you know, you know bad money drives out the good, right? There's a lot of, of, of that is true. Uh, in this case, it, it's the huddling yeah. is the example of bad money drives out the good, right? People almost are afraid to use their crypto right now because like, wait, who's going to be worth more tomorrow? Why would I spend it today? Right? It enforces frugal um, spending and saving. And, and it's fascinating. I do it in my daily life, right? I've got some crypto, I've got some revenue in, in Canadian dollars, and I want to keep my crypto because I think it's going to grow up in value faster. But sometimes, no, something, a project is big enough or important mm -hmm. enough that I, you, 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 you can't be in love with your crypto. I mean, huddle, I huddle my money, I love it. But it's made to be used. used. It's made to be used, yes. right? And, and so the MaxCoin crowd, for example, great community as well. And I go there and I'm like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do crypto consulting for MaxCoin. I'll do it for Dash too, whatever, right? Because I want people to, to use it. Right. I mean, if it's not moving, then it, it, it has a risk of dying. Yeah, a lot of people right? ask when Moon, when Lambo. And I, really feel, I feel like the real question is when mass adoption, yeah. mass adoption begets all of the above. And, and, so, and that answers your question about what 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 do these other people who today have a job stamping you know that a notary a notary is a oh, perfect yeah, example right the these guys. are reputable professionals that you know have for ages witnessed our transactions that, that is a necessary job right it's not like oh you know we don't need notaries no we need notaries so that when mm -hmm. we do an agreement there's a witness that is you know. Reliable, right? The future of notaries would be a live camera somewhere in a box, and they all the viewers are watching it. That when you sign it, they prove it. Next thing you know, it's a smart contract that signed. And, and, and that's exactly where it's going, right? The notary, while a necessity in a more centralized world, is becoming an expense that is well, difficult also to justify. to sign this, even though somebody didn't really sign it's it. It's also it's corruptible, corruptible. And lawyers. I mean, everybody. Or I can lie. I can say I'm a notary. Yeah. Not really a notary. I yeah. forged my own notary certificate. I've yeah. been forging notaries for years, and now all these notaries are now in void. Don't say that. Oh, uh, all the notaries I signed are completely uh, good. No, I wanted to talk about the use cases of Equibit, like um, in the, the future use cases of it. Is this yeah. something that we're going to eventually see maybe um, museums be able to tokenize the Mona Lisa? Or is this going to be something that stays uh, digital where it is securities, stocks, bonds, things like that? Our, our focus, and that's why we also, you know, didn't take Bitcoin and didn't go on Ethereum and, and EOS is, you know, go EOS, but, you know. Equibit does not belong on these more um, general network. Our goal is to create a securities protocol. Well, it's not create, it's created. Our testnet is yeah, launched yeah, in June 1st. So we have a securities protocol. And, and while you could use you know, the concept of securities for, for a million things, uh, our designs, our wallet, our application, the APIs, and everything is geared really for the traditional finance service industry. We are looking at the people who stamp and move the stock or safeguard the stock or account for who owns which piece of stock and bonds and certificates and all that. That is what Equibit is designed to read. Is that going to make it easier for the traders, though, the people that invest in securities? Because if I wanted to invest in a security, you know, the process isn't that, hey, just use your new password, yep. buy, yep. sell. <laughs> so is this something that's going to make it easier for people to get into trading securities? Like, is this something that will make the securities industry see more value come in and out, more volume? Or is this something that just keeps it the traditional borders to entry? Route? No, it blurs all the lines. That's exactly what it does. And that's the scalability, right? So it takes away the... Mysticism, I guess, mm -hmm. of, of like, ooh, I want to buy a share of IBM right now. That's right, it, right? Exactly. How do I start? What do I do? Why do I have to create a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity or whatever account? Which, you know, whatever, those are good companies that do whatever they do, but uh, how do I go about that, right? So when you ask, hey, how do you use Equibit? Yeah, we're, it's going to make that easier, right? With Equibit, you can download a wallet or you can right. go to the, to the portfolio application on the web. And you're going to have issuers, people who have projects and and, and organizations and, and, and companies that are that are issued on the network. So instead of creating paper stock certificate, 
Even which are all digital almost you anyway. You and I right now could decide like, hey, let's go do uh, a crypto kitty curation company, right? And that's <laughs> where we're, we're gonna just buy the best crypto kitties, sell them at a profit, and we make a business plan and we say, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we wanna do. Uh, all right, 50, 50, or how about that? 25%, 25%, and we sell the other 50% to, uh, to the community, right? Let's raise some money so we can afford to do this. Okay. So suddenly now we have what's known as a, a cap table, right? This is how we're gonna capitalize our company. You, you own some, I own some, and we're gonna sell some to other people. That's how finance works. That's what CFOs do all day, and that's what Chris Horniker, our CFO, well, our CFO, CEO, founder, <laughs> <laughs> and majority stakeholder in this company. Uh, you know, that, that's, what, that's what his job was, right? And he saw that industry and the amount of money that is plunged into these supporting the paper, right? right. <laughs> you know, managing and all that. And he said, wow, we, we can replace that with, with blockchain, <laughs> blockchain protocol. And, and again, the, the, that's where, to us, a simpler smart contract where we didn't go towards the full Turing complete. No, that, I mean, that's that's great for some things, but it's it's also dangerous. It's easier to hack, right? Script, the Bitcoin language is is you know, super simple. It's it's like a, you know, 25, 30 instructions and that's, yeah. that's all you get. And, and, and you don't have, you know, variables and all sorts of things that, that can be used to hack a system. So on the blockchain, the securities and the all the concepts that we need to issue a project, like you know, our, our, our potential uh, business, if we want, uh, we go to the Equibit portfolio application. We map out how many of how much shares you own, how many shares I own, how many we want to sell. Submit. It's going to say, hey, you need some Equibits to, to pay for that for the network, right? The miners on the Equibit network that will secure and essentially stamp right. your, your our, our, our transaction, those miners want to be paid too, so now you're like, oh, I gotta have some Equibit, okay, so you buy some Equibit on the you know, market somewhere, you come back to your application, you say, okay, I'm gonna take this Equibit, and this is where it's a little different than Bitcoin, that's the work we've been doing over the last uh, few years. Um, you take the your Equibit and you sign it, right? That, you put your promissory information, right? This is a company, this is the name, this is the address, whatever you want to put in there, and you sign it on the Equibit. We can do KYC, there's all sorts of stuff we can talk about, but the most simplest form of it, you know, it's just pure signature of an Equibit. At that point, unlike on Bitcoin, where Bitcoin is a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin, and a little more maybe like uh, maybe MasterCoin. <laughs> I'm going back a little bit here, but if you look at some of the, 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 the second layer protocols that were built on Bitcoin, assigned Equibit becomes a little bit that now, right? The value of that specific Equibit is now more than an average Equibit, mm -hmm. you, you would think or you would hope, because we have a project that is, you know, uh, represented or at least in part by the And where that project's worth is worth it is should flow to the value of that token. So now that token trades at a different price, and when you go to the equipment portfolio, that's what you see. You see so there would be a, a, a blank or unsigned token versus a token that has a project ingrained in it, which if you have possession of that token, you have ownership of some part of Something, that yeah, yeah. And the, when you talk about the unsigned and all that, that to us, we call it, that's, that's the utility token, right? We call that a cryptocurrency. An Equibit is a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, and you can trade it. Would we be able to do fractions of stocks in oh, the future? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I can't buy a handful yeah, of yeah, Facebook yeah, stock. Yeah, yeah. Can I buy a Satoshi of, of, of a Facebook stock in the future or, or an IBM stock? So not really because, so so the, and that's where, that's where the, those are the changes we made to the right. protocol. Well, that's what the legacy system is looking for. Yeah. The, so the Equibit is divisible just like, you know, in Satoshi, it's just like Bitcoin, we didn't change any of that. Um, but when you, so you could take, let's say, 100 Satoshi of Equibits and, and, and use that for your, for your stock. You could take, I guess you could take one Satoshi, I don't know. There's some weird limits that we're even now in our well, data has signs. discovering, right? Even in, within the Bitcoin code, 
there are some small limits, right? You gotta have enough to pay the fee, but you don't pay the fee if the fee is greater than the transaction. Yeah, so there's all sorts of weird things that we're, we're, we're discovering ourselves sometimes in the Bitcoin code. Uh, but, but those are being uh, essentially uh, contained so that we can issue uh, a security on a cryptocurrency. So at that point, it becomes a crypto security. So the utility token, the cryptocurrency of Equibit, you need that to pay the miner, you need that to issue on the blockchain. Well, like it makes it it gets something done on a platform. You need it to interact with the features. And once it's signed, then there's a promise on it, right? That says this is one of a million shares of something, right? And that, you can't really break that because the promise is not made by Equibit, right? Equibit is just a protocol. <laughs> the promise is made by the issuer. The issuer who signs the utility token, right. or in our case, a cryptocurrency, that issuer makes the promise that this is worth one. So we, we, we don't want to break these promises. In fact, we, we want to be removed from these promises. That's a peer-to-peer. -peer. This is none of my business, whatever you promise on a, right. on a security, right? And that's where, you know, when we look at um, best word for the regulatory events, I guess. <laughs> you know, when governments become in, engaged and involved or wanting to be involved in, in transactions, uh, to us, it's that moment. It's a moment where you write a promise, and that's where all the KYC, all the, right. that's where well, government says, hey, who are you, and who are you selling this to, and, and whatnot. That's where it becomes. So, is there, are there any limits to issuing a security, right? So, it, can I just issue a security for Ken Bozak stock, created stock, or is, do I have to be licensed or something? Like, what's the process for issuing a tokenized security? Can anybody do it, or do you have to yep. be... So, so that will depend on, I guess, where you're sitting or, or what your jurisdiction is and all that stuff, right? So in different countries and different places around the world, it's all different. Um, so Equibit is borderless. We'll, you will be able to be used in securities in the U.S., securities in China. Everywhere, yes. And, and, and when you issue on the Equibit network, obviously we want... We want to, Canadians and Americans right. and Europeans and everybody to be able to issue as well. And these societies are heavily, you know, uh, you know right. <laughs> yeah. uh, So when you when you want to issue on the Equibit, there's an option at some point where you can say, hey, this is a bearer instrument, which means, that means like if you have it in your hands, you're the owner, right? Right. Or you can have options for all the KYC and AML. We have designed a web of trust system, which is where now we're looking at who are you, right? And should I trust you or not? So once we've issued our securities on Equibit, we've signed some tokens that you've got 20%, I got 20%, we're selling some other amount you know, to, to, to people. Uh, we may want to restrict, since we're, I'm Canadian, you're American, uh, you know, we're, in order to not get in trouble, we will want to restrict who we can sell this to. Right? And so on the Equibit Same exact process, the legacy systems yeah. had to deal with because of regulations. So on Equibit, we created a peer-to-peer -peer way to do that. Right? And that's through the web of trust and our passport system. So as an issuer, we have a project and we say we're going to issue this these securities in our project. So now, we, because we're Canadians and Americans, we need to go find someone who is accredited by the government yep. to, or, or, or has a license from the government to accreditate, is that a word? <laughs> the people who are going to buy our stuff, right? Uh, because we can, just can't sell this to just Joe, you know, willy-nilly in right, the regulations right. of our countries. So um, what we do is that you have, let's say that you know, there's multiple organizations that do this accreditation process these are not Equibit, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking to them because we want them to, to come into our network, but they're independent businesses of their own. And so as we issue, we're going, you know, we can select our favorite of such organization, you and I, you know, there might be one in Philly, there might be one in Toronto, there's probably many in Philly and in Toronto, right? <laughs> so we go to the ones we know or we do business with, and we say, okay, you, as an accreditor, you can sign the passports for other people who want to buy our stuff. So we give, as we sign our Equibits, we also put 
the accreditor's signature or signatures. There could be multiple, right? Like notaries. Have hierarchies and, yep, yep, notaries and all these guys, the, the ones that will want to provide accreditation services on the Equibit blockchain will come around, will we'll create accounts on, on, on the blockchain. It's just like creating a Bitcoin you know, account. You just you can keep doing it all day if you want. And they'll create accounts for themselves in the blockchain. But when, when a potential buyer comes to the Equibit network, looks at the things that they may want to buy, comes across our project and says, ooh, I want that, there'll be a restriction saying, hey, this is project run in Canada, and uh, Canada has AML, KYC regulations, and in order to be able to purchase this thing, you need to have a signature from one of the accreditor you know, uh, organizations or, or individuals or peers on the network that you and I uh, recognize. So at that point, our buyer would have the opportunity to pay some equipment to the accreditor for a passport that gets signed right. against their address. So now their address, when they submit to the blockchain, hey, I want to purchase you know, this particular uh, security from, from you and I, then the, the transaction goes through. There's yet the third level of restrictions really quick, which is some in some cases for some securities and some jurisdictions, uh, you may also want to, uh, once I've sold this person or one of our shares, they, they can be, in, in, in the protocol, we can request that they are prevented from selling it to someone else gotcha. and, and, and only can sell it back to the organization. So that's another fairly popular you know, mechanism in private equity and all sorts of other scenarios. So you have the securities, your own self-governance regulations all baked into the protocol. So there's no middlemen watching the other middlemen, making sure the middlemen between them did the right thing. I do not know of any other project on earth right now that has packaged an entire completely decentralized peer-to-peer -peer solution like this. So Bitcoin, like you said, is doing some money. What Equibit is doing is securities. What we've seen is the legacy banking institution lobby against Bitcoin. Yeah. Have you noticed any of the securities industries, legacy industries lobbying against what Equibit is trying to do? Or does it seem like they're not too worried or are they embracing it? What seems to be the atmosphere? All of the above. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Uh, so 2017 was, was, was great because it made crypto, everybody is, everybody is aware of crypto yes. now, right? Yeah, the bull so, run got eyes on everybody. So, yeah. so now the, 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 the fear of the unknown is almost gone. Now, you know, the regulators are like, okay, how do we, how do we control this, right? Yeah. So, how do we so get our and that's a different question, right? That's a different problem for them. It used to be, no, no, don't do it. It's scary. That doesn't work so well this year, right? Because the guys who bought Lamborghinis last year, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't have a Lamborghini. I want one too, right? So now, now we're not afraid of it anymore. Now we all want to get in. And now the government's like, okay, how do we, how do we manage that? So for Equibit, we're, we're, we're seeing all of this, right? Some organization, both regulatory or private, right? Uh, love it because they understand that we're essentially going to what we're doing is disintermediating the securities industry. And so that's scary to the intermediate sometimes, <laughs> uh, but, but it doesn't have to be, right? These intermediaries could become, right? we need these notaries, right? To still right. sign these equipment passport or whatever, right? So, so the, 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 there's work that still uh, uh, will happen. Uh, there'll be less money going into the intermediary you know, efforts, it's going to be not a cost reduction to zero, but it's going to be a cost reduction to you know, less than, uh, than 10 times, right? Which right. is what typically is considered as a disruptive technology. If you can cut your competitor's price by 10 and charge a dollar instead of 10, you're pretty sure that you're going to have customers. And this is super so, disruptive. <laughs> so, and, and Bitcoin was more than that, right? I mean, right. what's the price of opening a bank account? and? I, it is, it's the social scalability again. It's a, yeah, some people will lose their jobs, but if the entire tide rise, right, if the entire society benefits, suddenly even the jobless and the more poor in the society can expect better treatment because the wealth and the assets and the value is distributed more peer-to-peer, -peer. <laughs> according to contracts that we agree, right? Bitcoin, one of its 
major disruption against you know fiat currencies is that now governments are going to have to figure out how to start funding their operations without printing fake money. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, period. That's it. They better become I mean, that is, I mean, or they're going to try to take over crypto. But those of us who understand crypto know that. Yeah, no one's going to trust a crypto that a government can cheat, right? right? So suddenly, Bitcoin has taught you and me money, what money is. And now we realize, oh yeah, this whole central bank thing is not really good. So It's not really money. Yeah, 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 I mean, even with a PhD in economics, you don't learn that you know, nowadays. So, so there is now an awareness and a technology that supports it that is going to change everything. So we're just taking that and applying it to... Essentially, the banker's money, right? Because when you look at the top 1% and the people at the top of society, they don't count their wealth in millions of dollars, right? That's, that's silly. That's for us. Uh, they count their wealth. Well, I don't have millions of dollars, but <laughs> uh, they count their wealth in companies. Right? Oh, right. I got Coca-Cola. Real estate. You got this. And uh, maybe if we partner up, we can do this other you know, great thing. Uh, or not so great, depending on what yeah. industries they're in, but uh, but that's what they do, right? They trade companies at that level, and and or favors for each other's companies, or favors or buildings and real estate and all sorts of stuff, right? And those assets are measured in securities. Mm -hmm. Those assets, this building we're in right now, belongs to someone or someone's or multiple ones, right? Right. And these people have somewhere a contract that says you own 10%, I own 10%, he owns two. And that whole process between you paying rent and those people getting their 10% is cut probably by 30%, I'd imagine. Equibit is only the digital paper that so, can we talk a little bit about the paper? What happens yeah. to the paper? Like, if I'm already a security that's yeah. trading, and I want to tokenize ah, these pieces yes. of paper, do I set them on fire? Or do I do a one-to-one -one so it's like redeemable for a token and you can still keep your paper? Yeah. What happens? Or do I have to on-ramp my investors to be okay with these digital tokens and not these physical papers with the stamps and all the staples in them? So once our project is big, right, we got a company, we're running, we have shareholders. Let's say we didn't open up on Equibit, right? We went to uh, the Toronto Stock Exchange, right? Okay. So we have a company on the Toronto Stock Exchange and things are great. Um, every year, the company needs to you know, reach out to its shareholders, like, hey, owners of this company, right? Uh, we're thinking about doing our annual meeting over here on this date. And these are the boards or whoever people can vote on this and that, right? All that happens like every year for everybody who owns stock in any company gets these, these papers that says vote for this and do that. So all of that, a company could put to its shareholders a resolution that says, hey, they do it when they do a split, right? And we're going to split the price of our shares in half, but you know, it's going to Please don't take any of this as financial. Uh, you want to talk to Chris Horlicker if you want to know real finance. But, um, but, but what these guys are doing is, is uh, communicating with their shareholders. You can do that on the network here. And, and at that point, you can say, hey, let's switch our, uh, our, our securities right from the current paper centralized model right and it's not, it's not actually paper there's no paper anymore right, right now it's all, it's all on a computer that now but it's a centralized computer which right? basically might well be a piece of paper anybody can draw on with a sharpie or a crayon to change yep yep and it's a database that if you're the admin on that database i mean i don't know what kind of signature source that's why you don't know yeah, we don't know right so with equibit you can audit all that so a company wanting to save money, this is not just about being nice and decentralized either, it's about saving money, reducing transaction costs. These companies today, when they need to communicate with their shareholders, when they need to capture votes, when they need to issue new shares, buy a back share, whatever, whatever they do with their equity, um, they have to go through this black box of this, all the middlemen in the financial service industry, right? How do I get my shareholders to vote? Well, there's companies that help with that, right? Computer shares and a bunch of them. And, and, and these companies are big, and every time you use them, they charge you a fee. So just for the company to ask you, hey, you want this or that CEO next year, right? right. Uh, 
Uh, that's complicated, that's expensive, you gotta pay these companies. This company has other service providers that they use and suddenly the next thing you know, billions and hundreds of billions are traded every year just in fees just to manage these securities. And those are up, everything is paid by the individual at the end of the line, but in between you know, an individual and all these fees are every company today. Every company in the NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange, these companies all have to pay these service providers to help manage their finance. And that's what CFOs do all day, right? They, they, they work and they manage all that. Right. And with Equibit, a company could say, hmm, we could save so much, right? It depends on the size of the company and size of your, 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 your distribution of shares and whatnot. But we could issue on the Equibit network, buy a couple of Equibits, they're pretty cheap right now, buy them while they, <laughs> you, know, you could buy a couple of Equibits, split them up, distribute them to shareholders, and suddenly a software program can do what hundreds of people have been doing for you, and you had to pay these hundreds of people. Right? right. So now we reduce the cost. Yeah, some of these people probably get to lose their job because the, the, the stamping activity is not rewarded as much as it used to be, right? But, but when these people walk out of that building, what am I gonna do now? The society around is wealthier, right? right. In a good way, I don't mean everybody is rich and you're poor, haha, <laughs> no, no, I mean the opposite. I mean, you go anywhere now and... When friction costs less, things cost less. Thank you, I was trying to find the best way to Trying to simple it down. Yes, yeah, but no, you're right. When, things, when the friction between how things move from A to B, the things on the shelf cost less, which means for the bottom line, the end user pays less. That's when called Visa, transaction cost. It, yeah, trans yeah. when Visa is charging a small business 5% every time you swipe your card, well, I'm going to charge you 6% more for everything on the shelf so yep. I can make 1% on that transaction. Because legally, I can't push that cost onto you at the swipe. I'm going to push it onto you at the shelf. And that's where it comes down to the securities and how all these businesses are going to be using the value. Correct. If it costs the savings, you're going to do something with you that. to vote and do these interactions, people aren't going to maybe want to interact. And then things yeah. don't move, or maybe do move, but not at the cost effectiveness that they could. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the cryptocurrency. Can I mean, dig yeah, into yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Of course so how does it work? Am I going to be able to stake it? Will I be able to run an Equibit master node? Is it going to be proof of work, proof of stake? Like, how does the mining work? Yep. What are the incentives? Let's talk a little bit about the crypto. Let's talk crypto. I love it. Uh, that, that's really, that's my space. Everything else so far in finance, I had to uh, to think hard, but crypto, I love it. Uh, I still think hard sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> so with crypto, uh, yes, we, we forked Bitcoin, right? We added a bunch of things that we, 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 we know are necessary for this blockchain to survive the test of time. We, we aim this protocol to, uh, you know, to carry a lot of responsibilities in a way, right? That's the trust that we're building into the code. So we have to be careful that the code is trustable. Right, and when it comes and, down to decentralization, it really comes down to the mining aspect. Yep, and so, so what we have is a Proof-of-work blockchain, like Bitcoin, we changed the hash to SHA-3 because we know that SHA-256 is safe, it's, it's safe, it's good, it's good, it's good hash, but SHA-3 is better, and, and SHA-3 is going to last longer, right? 256 will get overrun at some point, and everybody is expecting that, that's not a, that's not a secret. It's years away, but, but still, we want this right. blockchain to last more than a few years, so we went straight with SHA-3. Um, we're adding a lot of the improvements that we've seen, you know, in the last year or two. That you know, obviously SegWit was already in Bitcoin, but uh, Dashes, for example, Dash has their 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 difficulty adjustment yes. uh, algorithm, which is beautiful. So so thank you, Dash. <laughs> we love your work and what you do too. And we're gonna. That's you know, the benefits of open source, right? You correct. Cookie cut things to make a project out of projects. I love open source. Yep. It, it embraces. Uh, evolution in so many ways, unlike the uh, you know the regulations around um, censorship and you know how the whole Mickey Mouse fiasco is, like, yep. it hinders evolution. It's can do right. It, it is the scalability of social scalability. It is what you know. I Equibit would not exist without the giants that came before, right? right. The Bitcoins and the, the PGPs and the all the technologies that are packaged in the blockchain today. I mean, we had to evolve and discover all that, right? And, 
and 2009 came along and, and a group of super bright hackers put, you know, under the name of Satoshi, right, created a protocol that, in my view, changed everything. Because now our agreements, no, we're supposed to talk crypto. This is yes. crypto. <laughs> but but so so that's what we've packaged in Equibit. We, 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 we've picked here and there. We want to do the ZK Snarks too, right? But that, that was like probably well, how the second. Uh, so the mining is, is just the same as Bitcoin, except for so three. Is it ASIC resistance uh, or are we going to be seeing this? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, good questions again. Uh, so SHA-3 right now doesn't have an ASIC that I know of. So, uh, because everybody's on other hashes mm -hmm. and other systems, uh, these systems are the one where the equity is today, right? The, the money in crypto is, is not on SHA-3, unfortunately, at this moment. Or fortunately. Or fortunately, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to have said that word. It's not, it's, there's no fortune or whatever, right? SHA-3 is not, uh, has not made its, its, its name yet in crypto. Uh, but we have blockchains that have been using it, like MaxCoin. So we've been working with MaxCoin and we're, because the miners are going to mine Equibit, uh, if they're going to start mining SHA-3, well, they'll look at other SHA-3 right, networks, right? Exactly. So we want all the networks that are going to be close to us to, you know, we want to be able to coordinate with them and, and, and have a relationship. So so that, uh, so the mining initially, right now we have a great team of GPU miners that have signed letters of intent to work with uh, on the Equibit network once we release it. Uh, today, these miners have binaries of our code. That's our test net, right? So that we can... Uh, essentially, you know, troubleshoot you know any sort of problem that we're, we're you know that, that they may be in the code, and we're we're in the middle of that right now. And as soon as we can and, and want to or hope, you know, we're going to release uh, uh, the source code uh, under I believe an MIT license. But you know, whatever, it's going to be just you know an open source protocol. That's all it is. Equibit is an open source protocol. Uh, there's a company, Equibit Group, that's going to go do commercial deals and attract. You know, large institutions to the network, which is going to help you know everybody, all the miners. But today, yeah, get get your GPUs running. Yeah. Send me an email because we I've got a list of miners that are uh, just well, some of them are already mining right with the binary, but many of them are just waiting for the for the for, for the full mainnet to go live. So that right now it's not mainnet; it's just a test net. So when the cost of a cryptocurrency goes up, when it's you know a utility, usually the cost of using the platform goes up to counteract it, right? Yeah. So eventually you find yourself in a centralized environment where it's just costly to use the utility. Um, what is there? Is there anything that can prevent that, or is that just like if the cost or value of the Equibit currency goes up in value, right. does it cost more to launch a security on the platform? So. Uh, that, that is a risk, obviously, with any blockchain, right? If the fees on the blockchain, because the blockchain is such demand or is not, you know, its economy is not well balanced, right? Mm -hmm. If the fees, like Bitcoin last year, yeah, went exactly. up to 50 bucks. And I, I paid 45 bucks. I was moving thousands of dollars in Bitcoin. And I was like, yep, I'll pay 45 bucks in fees. I hated it. But, you know, that's what the network wanted. Right, right. right. Uh, and, and I'm glad that's resolved there. And, and, significant ways today but um, for Equibit today I mean we got to compare with what's the alternative right so the alternative today on the small scale is you just do something private and you pay a lawyer and an accountant and you and I go to our you know, notary or something and sign some paperwork right. together and there we go now we have the business and like, yeah. but that's still a lawyer that's still a bunch of stuff and now we have to you know, there's stuff that needs to be done about this, right? right. You know, on, on a regular basis, that costs money. So on the Equibit blockchain, the time to issue this is reduced almost you know, instantly, right? So, so if, if I do a peer-to-peer -peer transaction with you, well, it happens, so it's done. Um, versus today to transfer equity between, you know, if you're buying a share of IBM and between... Between the time where you say you, you, you click submit on your bank or your your, your broker's you know web page, and the time when you actually own it, typically right now it's about two three days okay. of, of you know people settling and settling and moving and whatever, and, and three days later you own it. Well, on the Equibit network, our block time is 10, 10 minutes, like Bitcoin, right? So it's going to be ten minutes later, right? So suddenly three days becomes ten minutes. 
uh, I don't know how much it costs to hire a bank and and the accountants and the things to go public of the transaction It's hundreds of thousands, if not you know over a million bucks, right? To to get like all of the things lined up so that you can go IPO on Wall mm -hmm. Street and ring the bell and whatever people do, uh, old systems. Which, which we, I respect, right? We have to respect these centralized old systems. They got, they got bought, but, but, but they served an important purpose in our history. It's just that now the technology has evolved where, yeah, now we don't need a bell anymore, right? Now it's 24-7, it's global, it's blockchain, nobody's in control. It's just, if the, if the protocol is good, the blockchain will live on because someone will find value in it and if two people find value in it, now you get a network, right? Mm -hmm. So we're making sure that this network protocol is going to be good so that people can trade like this. The cost savings, even if the price of an Equibit goes to $20,000 or a million dollars, I don't know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, right? But uh, even if a price was to go significantly high for the utility of the Equibit crypt cryptocurrency, we would you can still break it down like right, Bitcoin, exactly. right? So, 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 I mean, it would just sure, cost less if, if an equivalent were to cost, you know, a hundred billion dollars, it would start running out of decimals there, but I don't think it's going to be worth a hundred million dollars. So who yeah. knows what dollars will be worth though, right? That I mean, would be broken, right? That would be, that would not be useful, right? If, if the price of a utility token outgrows its utility, mm -hmm. then people will stop utilizing, using it. Using it right, so so suddenly the price will go down. So the, the these equilibriums are never reached, but they're never I mean, in a healthy peer-to-peer -peer network. They would they would balance each other. Right. Out, yeah. Right? The consensus kind of balance itself out as nature does. And we've seen now with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and all the various forks of last year. That, that I mean, that's what happened, right? So if I put a security on an Equibits token. Yep. And it's locked on that token, the securities. Yep. I have millions of shares and millions of Equibit tokens. Yep. If the Equibit token goes up in value, do my shares gain value because the tokens are locked on gain value? Good question. Uh, no, because there you, we probably can assume <laughs> that. Uh, so, so it's more like, um, what's a good example? Maybe, maybe uh, you know, on Steam, you can power up you know, your Steam, yes. right? So when you power up your Steam, you don't trade it so much as a, as a cryptocurrency in a way, right. right? Now you use it as a voting and influencing, you know, for curation. Right, and you get rewards right? in other get, ways. paid differently and it's a different system once you... And, and powering it up is, is a process. I mean, it's not a kind of takes it out of the... Uh, it takes it out of the pool a little yeah. bit, right? So similarly with the utility cryptocurrency of an Equibit, when you sign it with a security, it becomes a crypto security at that point, we would expect that the majority of the value of these unspent transaction outputs at that point are with the security, right? Because if, if the value of the utility token is higher than the value of the certificate that's signed exactly. into it, then as an owner, and that's the benefit that we're actually promoting as part of the Equibit network, and that's a new dynamic that has not existed before. You know, we're saying that even if you invest in a bad project, right, that goes to zero, right? The, 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 the owner says, sorry, didn't work. Right. Done, you're, 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 you're secure. I have this piece of paper yep. with a stamp on it. What do I do? We've sold all of that, all of our assets, and uh, the owners of the company got the big zero, right? right. Uh, so, so now you've got this security on your Equibit wallet, right? That says, yep, it's not worth much. But there's Equibits behind it, right? right. So you can unsign it, you know? Get rid of that signature, now you got a blank Equibit. You can sell it. Your We're trying not to use blank Equibit because the, the, the terminology is important. Now you've removed the crypto security. You've downgraded it back to a cryptocurrency. Digital recycling. Build. I love yes, it. thank Digital you. Digital recycling. You have a piece of paper that are backed by nothing because companies failed and people stop stockpiled because of sentimental value. Equibit saves trees. Wow, <laughs> Equibit saves trees. That's the takeaway from it. Shaw 3 is a green that hash awesome. too because you get more hashing power for less electricity. So well, maybe maybe there's a marketing campaign. There. That is really interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. So when it comes to the cryptocurrency aspect of Equibits, we, we know that if 
if somebody utilizes the token and that goes to zero, the token still has value on the network. Yep. But if my company goes up in value, it doesn't necessarily drag the value of Equibits up with it. If Is there a possibility or a scenario in which that you could run out of Equibit tokens to launch securities? Is there a hard cap on the amount of... There is. Okay. Yep, yep. Just like Bitcoin, right? Uh, ours is a little different because we, we change the uh, reward curve for the miners. So you know how in Bitcoin it's 50, 25, and it yes, goes down okay, so every four years. So, so uh, 2,140, I believe. So one of the improvements that we've done to the protocol, along with the, the dark gravity well and the SHA-3 and all that, one of them was the distribution of the reward. Instead of a simple downward line like Bitcoin, we're doing an S-curve. And an S-curve is kind of a... It's, a, it, it, it's how natural resources uh, come into being valuable. If you find a, a gold mine in your backyard, right? You, you, one day you're digging for a pool and you're like, ooh, that's gold. <laughs> Won't happen, but let's say that happened, right? Suddenly you have you know, a valuable resource that you're like, I can exploit this, right? I can extract this and do something to it and go sell it and, and, and live off of it. So the way that a well, whether it's an oil well, gold well, or any other natural resource usage goes, it starts small as you're you know, trying things out and you're really you know, honing in your processes and your extraction technology and all that. And then it reaches its mature phase where... Assembly lines start to form. Yeah, the, 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 the bulk of the value of the system is being used right now. This is the... This is the strong adult production, and and over a period of time, you know that the newness or the utility of things, you know, call down or at least settle down. I'm not saying it's gonna, you know, uh, it's gonna, it's not gonna die, but it, but it reaches its, it reaches its place, right? Mainstream. It's mainstream. It is what it is now, and changing that becomes even harder because now it's people expect it to be that, right? So that, that curve of usage of natural resources is, is the formula we use to issue equipment. So the miners who mine at first, as we're all getting our systems set up and as the network doesn't really at first have a lot of usage, right? We're not gonna have a million issuers the first day. Right. So as things ramp up, we also ramp up the reward. And as things come into its full potential after some period of time, and that, that, that curve is documented on our blog, you can go check that out on the website, and it explains specifically how it's gonna go over time. But it maxes out, just like Bitcoin at 22 or whatever million equibits we've got. The curve actually changed slightly the calculation of the total number of equibits because now it's a, it's a logistic, you know, logarithmic function, right? right? So, so the, the, there's decimals and numbers that but um, but yes, there will be a maximum number of equibits, and and again between the divisibility of these units, so we probably should talk about equibit satoshis, right, as the as the right. real smallest unit, uh, as the utility of these units uh, grow and becomes more attractive to a mass people. Of course, its price we hope is going to go up. Right. Uh, but again, you know, uh, while there is a, a limit to how many equibits there will be its divisibility and the, uh, the ability to, to, to recycle them, right, as, I was, as we just talked, will make, just like Bitcoin, we're not gonna run out of Bitcoins. Right, the exactly. price of Bitcoin just keeps going up. And people use the and so now I don't, you know, when I pay you for, for, for a pack of cigarette, I don't smoke, but whatever, I pay you for something, pack of gum, well, I don't pay you a full Bitcoin anymore, right? Now I pay you 0 0.000 something, right? So, but it used to be that, you know, a Bitcoin and a pack of gum were about the same price. And so, at the time, you could have said, and I've, I've had many people, as I go out in the world, and I say, oh, you should, you should accept Bitcoin, right? And they're like, oh, no, they're too expensive. And I'm like, what? No, no, it doesn't matter. You can put $5 in Bitcoin, right? It's not too expensive. You're not going to have a full Bitcoin, obviously, but... So it's it's very much the same with Equibit, right? It's not it's not that if you know we're going to run out of Equibit, right. it's that the valuation will adjust according to market forces based on the usage of the blockchain. So one of the most important things the legacy system has is partnerships, friends. You know, they go out drinking, yep. they make money, yep. move together. What kind of partnerships has Equibit made or looking to make? What's the 2018 roadmap look like yep. for shaking hands and greasing wheels? 
but we're halfway in the roadmap already. <laughs> we're talking about the 2018. Um, but yeah, the, the, the partnerships, that's, that's what Equibit Group is focused on. Right? Equibit Group is our company. It's, it's the, uh, not sure if that's a perfect analogy, but it's the, the red hat to the Linux of Equibit, uh, <laughs> Equibit Network, right? So the network is what the crypto we've been talking about. Equibit Group is the company that's going to go out there, connect with all the big finance institutions that exist today, and try to attract business to the network. Uh, most of those are private deals. <laughs> They're sacred deals. Actually, I'm, I'm not involved in most of those because uh, I do the crypto stuff. But uh, yes, Equibit Group is very actively involved, right, engaged right now with various organizations that uh, have a lot of interest in adopting a network like this, right? This is not a, ha we're going to destroy the financial system. No, on the contrary, this is, we're going to reduce transaction costs for everybody in the transaction system. So this is attractive to brokers, to investors, to issuers. Right, so to, this thing, you're disrupting to, in a different way. You're basis. not disrupting to replace. You're disrupting to on-ramp. Yeah, Total reduce difference. reduce your fees and and you know when when you go to an ATM and you withdraw a hundred bucks and it says hey it's gonna cost you three dollars fifty are you okay with that you're like hmm and then you look at the Bitcoin ATM and you're like maybe I should start using crypto more yeah. right <laughs> so so reducing these fees is the story of civilization right that's what that's what technology does technology right. and even language everything everything humanity has ever done is about can we do business more? What's the word you used earlier? You, you had it perfect. You said it perfect, or fluid, or, or flowing, or something. But it, but that's what peer-to-peer -peer promises, right? That right. says, hey, we can frictionless. We can frictionless. Thank you. Yeah, frictionless means the friction is the cost, right? Right. You know, if I move my hand, it's like ah, it's costing me more energy yes. to move it. Okay. If you but did this, this exactly. Yeah, water is different than air, and air. so the medium matters and. Peer-to-peer -peer networks are a new medium for collaboration. Well, it just makes sense to see these institutions embrace something like Equibit because, again, it isn't threatening their business model. If anything, it makes their bottom line better for all their previous investors or, or any companies that they're, they're using. So it, it's just that, you know, it's um, replacing, uh, you know, the postal service with email. It's replacing the, 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 the news, the, the news guy, the mail guy in the office from running around to the tubes. The tubes. It's just the tubes was a technology of social sustainability. So many jobs were lost because of those tubes, but those guys found jobs. The better jobs, making more money to be more productive. And it's not fun for the tube guy who's a real guy when he loses... You know his tube maintenance job, right? I mean, you don't you don't love that tubes are being replaced right. when they're being replaced. Right. You know, and that's the stance, the staple uh, guys. But the yep. thing is, is that a productive time? Are you forty hours a week? Are you really being a productive member of society by stamping this and stapling <laughs> that when the technology has advanced to the point to where it's, what you're doing is so obsolete? It's actually cost effective to fake this documentation at this point. But I always make the, the warning because I'm, I'm hardcore crypto too. I love all the new stuff and that's all I'm, I, I think of all day. Uh, but at the same time, I, I still have to you know, give some respect to the old technology right. that got us there, right? So it used to be a productive use of time mm -hmm. to have a notary witness and people travel to the notary to sit down in their office and do all this because it secured our transaction. Thank you, notary, for you know, witnessing our promises to one another, right. right? That used to be absolutely necessary. A good People would brag about being notaries because yeah, they're so necessary. It was a, necessary. A big deal it was, right? Now, well, you know, a smart contract of two lines. Well, that's the future of being a notary, right? right? So you would go to a school, you would learn coding, and you would write some kind of code as a smart contract, yeah. you would create this line of code and that is your notary. I, yeah, I'm a notary. Basically, I created a smart contract. Yep. You can use my smart contract if you want. Yep. Basically, yep. it's me signing it now. Yep. So, you know, these jobs become... You can put in a t-shirt, right? right? You know, uh, Ethereum has t-shirts with, you know, some, uh, some code in the back, right? And, and it's like, it's speech, right? It is, and that's what it is. Software is speech. It is a new way that you and I have found to do our business again, mm -hmm. but 
now we can do it without the notary because we've got this new thing called a smart contract and we're going to put our promise on there. Yes. And now we can do it peer-to-peer -peer and we've disintermediated an agent and that costs us a lot of money. hopefully it knocked down some borders to entry too. Frictionless. Frictionless. Uh, uh, that's a goal. That's let a goal. them know where they can find more information. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Man, I, I'm not good at that. What is it? Uh, Telegram, we're on Telegram, so check us out on Telegram, uh, check out our uh, newsletter. So we're, we're a, bit, a bit of a classical company, right? Equibit Group deals with a lot of financial organizations, right. so a lot of our stuff goes out in classical ways, newsletter, you're going to see us behave more like a finance organization, right? And, and well, these are a B two B situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, there, so there's all sorts of different personalities right. around Equibit, around the brand Equibit, and they're all important. And both of We're building a bridge, right? The crypto community that has built tremendous amount of wealth in no time, right? It shocked us all, right? Everybody went like, "What?" That's how valuable this is, right? That, Cryptocurrencies as an asset class now. I forgot how much it's worth. You know, the prices have moved a lot, but but I mean, it's shocked the world because whoa, this technology is important, and we're just doing a little bit of that and and bringing that to the traditional finance world. Notice we didn't talk about ICOs. There's no ICO. You know, you, we, our business model to work on Equibit. You know, if we if we assure security on, on Equibit. We don't need a token. Right? Right. The network is the token. Right? Right. We're using a utility token to sign our promises to one another. That doesn't mean we need to think about our, our, our business model now and fit in a token somewhere, right? So, we, which is a lot of what some of the yes, yeah. less good projects out there have been do. doing, right? Let's float a token, let's sell it to people before we have software and then make money. Wait, that's, that's really not how it's supposed to work. But. Yeah, no, whatever. We're not that. <laughs> so, hey, everybody, make sure you visit equibitgroup.com. That's equibitgroup.com. Join the Telegram. Check out the Discord, all the Telegrams, all the chats. Check them out on Twitter. Make sure you tweet them. They have an Instagram as well. Follow them on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, man, anything that you should know before we go? Equibit saves trees. Check us out. Equibit saves trees. <laughs> all right, guys, don't forget to pound that thumbs up button. Click subscribe and flick the alert bell right next to subscribe. That way you get notifications every time I upload a video. Don't forget to have a day. Peace.